Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Wow, Motivational Monday. A lot has been going on. All right, Pastor Jason is on. Okay, let's go Eagles, okay? Pastor Jason, all right. <laughs> I'm sure you guys were up yesterday. And, you, and, uh, and of course, we ended Daniel Fast uh, Sunday. And I bet you, you guys went out there and went crazy. I wonder how many chicken wings did you guys eat, you know? But, you know, I'm sure you guys had a, a blessed time. You know, a wonderful word yesterday from Pastor Brendan, how uh, Fusion Church is standing, how, how how much we have accomplished throughout the year. But you know what? It's all because of the Lord. It's all because of what Jesus Christ has done in our lives that we were able to, to gain so much ground. And we've been blessed in so many different ways. Uh Today we are in Luke 5, and let us start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, for this is the day that you have made, O Lord God, and we will rejoice and we'll be glad in it, Father. Thank you, Father God, for everyone who is watching and listening. Speak to us through your word, let it be you and not us. I thank you in advance for what you're doing, what you have done, and what you're going to continue to do, and we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. All right, all right. Stretch if you need to. And Pastor Jason with us. All right, good morning. This morning we are in Luke 5, and I am reading from the New King James Version. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when he had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so they, that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. And it happened when he was in a certain city that, behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus, and he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then he put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately this leprosy left him, and he charged him to tell no one. But go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing as a testimony to them, just as Moses commanded. 
However, the report went around concerning him all the more, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Verse 17, now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. When they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the house on the housetop and let him down on his bed through the tiling in the, into the mist before Jesus. When he saw their faith, he said, man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies, who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus per perceived their thoughts, he answered and said, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier? To say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise up and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them, took up what he had been lying on, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. After these things, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. So he left all, rose up and followed him. Then Levi gave him a great feast in his own house. And there were a great number of tax collectors and others who sat down with them. And their scribes and the Pharisees complained against his disciples saying, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered and said to them, those who are well have no need of, of, of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Verse 33. Then they said to him, why do the disciples of John fast often and make prayers? And likewise, those of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink. And he said to them, can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. Then they will fast in those days. Then he spoke a parable to them. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one. Otherwise, the new makes a tear, and also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled, and the wineskins will be ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins, and both are preserved. And no one, having drunk old wine, immediately desires new, for he says the old is better. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jason. All right, stretch a little bit more. All right, let's get into this, this particular word. I mean, this particular chapter has so many different areas that we can go to. And I started to adjust to, to read, and I just want to stay in the beginning of this chapter. Because, you know, here we find Jesus, you know, he was in Galilee, you know, and he was ministering. And, 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 he was, and the crowds were just gathering around him. It says there that in verse 1 that they pressed him. You know, so they were pretty much all around him. So here, you know, he, he finds himself by the Sea of Galilee. There, you know, there the, he sees two boats, you know, because the, and the fishermen, you know, were cleaning their nets. In other words, they were done fishing for the night. When you start cleaning up your nets, you're done for the night, you know. And they were washing them, and, and in that, which includes inspecting them, which includes repairing them of any damage. And in verse 3, he says, and he, then he got into one of those boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down 
and taught the multitude from the boat. Simon did not question Jesus or obey him. You know, so he must have noticed something special about, about Jesus, something different about him. So he didn't question him. And in verse four, he says, and when he had stopped preaching, Jesus said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your net. You know, so, you know, and with this, it gives me a question. You know, has the Lord asked you to launch out into something, into the deep, into an uncomfortable place? You know, what we need to do is trust him when he calls us out. Trust him when he's calling you to do something. This is, you know, and and when he asked the, 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 the fisherman, you know, to launch out, you know, this is something that, you know, you wouldn't normally do because their work was done. You know, they were, they were getting ready to go home, but yet, you know, it was done, you know. So again, you know, has God asked you to do something that seems impossible? Not you, not normal for you to do, like to go out and speak, like to go out and share and to help somebody. Well, we need to trust them because we never know what's behind it. We never know what's going to come in our obedience. You know, when we obey his voice and step out by faith, wonderful things will happen. Wonderful things will happen when we step out by faith. It says there in verse five, but Simon answered and said to him, master, we have told, we have worked, you know, all night and caught nothing and caught nothing, you know, nevertheless, at your word, we will lay down the nets. Peter here explains to the Lord again, we have done all that. You know, Peter was an experienced fisherman. He was not a novice. I don't even know how to put a hook on a fishing line. You know what I mean? So I know nothing about that. But here, Peter was the expert. He was the fisherman. He knew the waters, you know, and he knew where to fish. He knew what time to fish and when not to fish, you know. But with all that, the words he uses, nevertheless, at your word, at your word, Jesus, I will lay down the net. You know, and in verse six, it says, and when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish that their nets were breaking. Verse seven. So they signal to their partners. So the other people, the other guys there, they were partners with them together with Peter at the, uh, in the on the other boat. It says, come help us, you know, and they fill both boats so that they began to sink. What? They've been fishing all night long. They caught nothing. These are the experts. They caught nothing. And here comes one guy, Jesus, into that, the place that they were in, you know, and commands them to do X, Y, Z. So they follow him, you know, and, and, and look what happens. Look what happens. She said, when we listen and obey the Lord, you never know what kind of blessings will come. Here we see more than enough. You know, so they didn't catch nothing. Now they have more than enough and overflow that not only filled two boats, but they began to sink. Now I can't imagine that, that these were ex- experts, the boats were filled and they began to sink just like Peter. Despite how, despite how we feel, you know, how we're doing, you know, we need to trust the Lord, you know, and we need to say, you know, Father, nevertheless at your word. 
Nevertheless, Lord, we will do it your way. Nevertheless, Father, we will trust you. And that's what we need to do with the Lord. We need to trust him. We need to obey him. And we need to follow him. And it's not my way. It's Jesus' way. It's the Lord's way. Because here the experts couldn't do anything. Here the experts didn't catch anything. And then here comes the teacher, Jesus Christ, a carpenter, you know, and says, go into the deep. Go into the deep. You know, we could do our best. We can give our best. But sometimes we just need to obey the Lord. Sometimes we just need to listen to him and follow his instruction. It says in 1 Samuel 15, 12, to obey is better than sacrifice. So sometimes, you know, we just need to be obedient. Sometimes we just need to, to trust him. Since Peter obeyed the Lord, the blessings came. More that they can handle. Imagine that. Imagine having more blessings that you can handle. Well, these guys were overwhelmed with this. Were overwhelmed. And in verse 8, it says, when Peter saw it, he fell down on his knees saying, depart from me for I am a sinful man. The presence of God changes everything. The presence of God changes everything. The presence of God, that's his anointing. That's, that's who he is. You know, the Lord's presence in you will break anything that wants to hold you back. The Lord's presence in you will break everything that wants to hold you back. Because there's sometimes we feel that we are struggling. Sometimes, do you ever feel like you're just spinning wheels? You're spinning wheels and not, getting, and not getting no momentum. You know, you're spinning wheels and you don't feel like you're accomplishing anything. And sometimes that's just the enemy wanting to hold you back. You know, and, and, and in Isaiah 10, 27, uh, it says, it says, it shall come to pass that in that day that his burden, whatever you're dealing with, the burden that whatever you're dealing with, you know, will be taken away from your shoulders. The enemy puts weight on your shoulders to hold you down. And I was thinking about this, uh, to hold you down. I was thinking about, you know, if you're sitting down and somebody comes behind you and puts their weight on your shoulders, it's going to, it's kind of hard to sit up, to stand up, because that weight is holding you down. And that's what the enemy does. But here, but then he, he goes on to say, but this yoke around your neck, you know, this yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil, because of the presence of God in your life. In the New International Version, it says, it says, because you have become so strong. Being in the presence of God, reading his word, meditating upon his word with our prayer and fasting. And we're just coming off the Daniel fast. Amen. And, and we know that we have had breakthrough in this Daniel fast. We know that God has come through in this Daniel fast. Why? Because we're trusted. We, we draw near to God. He draws near to us. And here we see the difference that when we have God in our lives, you know, we become stronger. And God helps us in every situation, in every circumstances. Every time a storm comes, you know, every time you're dealing with something, that's just another situation that can allow us to be raised up with the Lord by allowing God to be himself and you and I just trust him. 
and wait upon him, you know, so we can become strong here, you know, because the enemy wants to put this burden on you. The enemy wants to bring doubt into your life. The enemy wants to bring fear into your life. But we got to make sure that we read the word and we become strong. We become strong and his presence in our lives. I remember one time I was in a uh, in a church and we were having a service and we had a special guest speaker come in and this individual uh, came from out of town and this individual walked in and you knew there was something different about this person. You knew that person went to the front and was praying. I went to the front and I was meditating and praying myself and I could just feel this, this presence about him, this anointing that this individual have. That's the presence of God. That's the presence of God. And that means that this person has spent time with God. And that's one of the things that Jesus done in this whole chapter and in different parts of it, that he went away to pray, that he went away to spend time. And when we go away and spend time with the Lord, when we have our intimacy with the Father and we come before him and we worship and praise him, as I was speaking last week about worship, you know, that that we, you know, are going to, are going to be going to pick up the presence of God. We're going to pick up that anointing because we're spending time with him. And, and that's what it was saying here, you know, and he says that now look what happens because of this anointing upon Jesus, you know, Peter saw that he was before a holy man, you know, because he was fishing. He wasn't worried about Jesus. He wasn't with the crowd in the beginning. He was just doing his job, you know, but he saw something about this holy man. At the same time, he saw the sin in his life. The presence of God reveals anything that is out of order in our lives. And so, so, we, we, so we ourselves, you know, we don't need to point out anybody's sin. We don't need to do that because that's the Holy Spirit's job. Holy Spirit, you know, will, will, will show people what they're doing. It will show people if they are in sin, you know, our job is to love them. Our job is to be there for them. And the Holy Spirit reveals things to them, just like Peter. You know, nobody told Peter, you're a sinner. Jesus didn't say you're a sinner. But guess what? The Holy Spirit revealed to him, you know, who he was, you know. And he tells Jesus, you know, depart from me, for I am a sinner. That's what the Lord does. That's what the Lord does. And then look what it says here in verse 9. And for he and all who were with him were astounded at the catch of the fish. You know, so everybody was surprised. People said, like, what? what are, what's going on here? You know, all these fish come out of nowhere. They must have been scratching their heads. They were they, amazed. They were amazed at the catch because they were professionals. They have stopped for the night. They were cleaning their nets. They were, they were ready to go home. They were ready to go home and probably go to bed because they've been doing this all night long. And guess what? Jesus comes up and changes everything. Amen. Jesus come up. And I know some of us today want Jesus to come up and change everything. Wants Jesus to step into the situation. You know, what seems impossible becomes possible in the hands of the Lord. What seems impossible becomes possible in the hands of the Lord. We just need to trust him. We just need to be obedient to him. We just need to hold on to his promises. 
We cannot give up. Come on. We cannot give up because God is in control. Because God is in control. You know, and in verse 10, he says, and so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with, with, with Simon. So he had partners in this venture of fishing. Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. For now on, you will catch men. You know, these three individuals here. You know, sometimes we can read the word and we can read the word and, and miss details that the word that the word has for us. Because if we just read it as a story and just press on, we, we miss some points. And that's why I'm trying to get um, deeper into this just couple of verses, you know, that, that these individuals, you know, became Jesus' inner circle. James, John, and Peter. Because it says in, in Luke, Luke 9, 28, it says, Now it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that he took Peter, James, and John. And went up to the mountain to pray. So Jesus took these three individuals. They became part of his inner circle. And when he went up to the Mount of Transfiguration, you know, he went and he took these individuals. They were his inner circle. And in Matthew 26, 36, 37, he says, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, Sit here while I go out and pray. Again, Jesus always praying. Jesus is always getting closer to the Father. And in verse 37, it says, And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be in sorrow and deeply distressed. This is when he was getting close, that he was going to be betrayed. But look at who he takes. Even at that particular time of sorrow, he takes his three individual, his inner circle, because this was the one that that. That, that he trusted probably the most and one that he spent more time with. We all should have a few individuals that are our that are part of our in, individual inner circle. A couple of individuals that, that can pray with us in the good times and in the bad times. Pastor Brendan and other leaders here are always saying, don't do it on your own. Don't do ministry on your own. Don't be out there as a loner. Get involved, get into a connect group, get into a circle, you know, because when we come together, we become stronger. When we come together, we, we, can, we can receive strength from each other and we can motivate each other and we, and, and we can help each other. This particular uh, large catch of fish was also an illustration of the kind of ministry Peter will have because Peter was about to to involved in a big, big blessing uh, uh, in his ministry, you know. So every detail here, you know, we have to look upon it and say, like, wow, they caught so many fish that they, was, they were overwhelmed, you know. It was such a blessing, you know, to them. But then it gets even deeper because, you know, before we go, we go to that portion, after all this was said, later on, you know, in Luke 22, Peter denies Jesus three times. Come on. Remember when you read that later on? When Peter denies Jesus, you know, but Jesus said, you will be a fisherman of men. And here we have Peter denying Jesus in Luke 22, 54 to 62, you know, but yet again in Acts, come on now. Sometimes we can fail. Sometimes we can miss the mark, but God is faithful. His word will be fulfilled. 
And sometimes we can mess up and we can think, oh, we're going to lose that blessing. But the Lord will always say, no, no, because I got that cover on the cross. I got that cover. Yes, you're not going to be perfect. We're all going to make mistakes. But look what Acts 2.41 says. Then those who gladly receive his words, the words of Peter, you know, after Peter repented from, from denying the Lord and, and the Lord was resurrected into the heavens, you know, Peter, you know, here he speaks, you know, so all them who heard and received them were baptized. And in that day, about 3,000 souls came to the Lord. 3,000 souls. That's a blessing. That's a miracle. How God is using this individual that he made a promise to, that you will be a fisher of men. What has God has called you to do that you feel that you're not worthy because you mess up? Oh, I mess up. But God is saying, no, it's covered under the blood. I took care of that in Calvary. My word will be fulfilled. All we need to do is trust him. And again, in Acts 4.4, Peter again, it says, however, many of those who heard Peter, who heard the words of Peter, believe, and the number of men came to about 5,000. 5,000 men, come on now, 5,000 men. And he's not talking about the women because the women were not counted. You know, he's not talking about the children that were present. So if you figured it was 5,000 men, and if they had their wives, that would be 10,000. And if they had at least one children, that would have been 15,000. So you figure, you know, what the word of the Lord says, that you'll be a fisher of men. Peter, that was fulfilled in his ministry. That was fulfilled in his life. And again, just because in the road that we're in, you know, we can mess up. We can miss the mark. But fear not. Fear not, the Lord is faithful, that his word will be fulfilled in our lives. The word will be fulfilled in the ministry that he has given you. If we just trust him, if we just hold on to him, you know, because that's what Peter did. He was a strong individual. You know, he, he, he was hard-headed at times. You know, the Lord had words with Peter, you know, but yet again, because he was faithful to the Lord. You know, the Lord was faithful to him and blessed him and forgave him. And he's the one that denied Jesus three times. Come on now. How about us today? We just need to be faithful. We just need to trust God. We just need to wait upon him, you know, and believe what he says. Even though, you know, sometimes we feel like we, we, we missed the mark. The Lord will say, no, you haven't missed the mark. What promises have God given you that have not been fulfilled and you have forgotten those promises? It's time that we revisit those promises. It's time that we start calling the things that are not like they already are. It's time, you know, just like Peter, you know, he continued. He messed up, but he continued. He repented, but he continued. And God fulfilled the word in his life. God fulfilled that promise, you know. You know, Jesus has such an impact on all these individuals, you know, and it, uh, it says there, it says there in, in, in verse uh, 11, and, and when they have brought their boats into the land, they forsook all and follow him. They forsook all. They left behind 
the impact that Jesus had on them, the impact that they received that day. They left everything. That was their profession. That was like Mike Chambers parking his big old truck that he always drives to church, you know, and all his equipment. And he parks it in the side of the road and leaves it there and says, no, I'm going to do this now. And walks away. Their boats, that was their Cadillac. Their boats, that was how they made money. The, that was their profession. But they were willing to leave everything behind, you know, to follow Jesus. You know, and that's just like us. You know, we need to leave things behind that don't please God and say, Lord, here I am. You will let you will be done. Let you will be done. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to have faith to trust you. Because when they left everything behind, they left what they knew to something that they had no idea. They had no idea what this ministry was going to be about. They had no idea what they had to endure in ministry and following Jesus. They had no, but they left everything that they know to something unknown because of faith. Faith is stepping out without knowing where your feet will land. Faith is stepping out without knowing where your feet will land. Sometimes we just got to close our eyes and say, Lord, here I am. Take that step of faith. Take that step of faith. You don't know what the outcome is going to be, but God, I'm going to trust you. God, I'm going to hold on to you. God, I'm going to wait upon you. Trusting the Lord. Even when we don't see it. Waiting upon him. Even when we don't know. But God will come through for you. Just like he did for Peter. Just like he did for these individuals. That they went through this stuff. They saw all of this. And God said, I will make you a fisher of man. And the word was fulfilled. Whatever promises that God has given you, whatever word he has put in your heart, whatever God is calling you to do, you just have to go by faith and say, Lord, I trust you. I'm going to hold on to you. I'm going to move forward in you because you are there already. You are there and you're going to meet my needs and you're going to make a way because if God says it, it is enough. If God says it, it is enough. You know, we believe everybody else. We may believe, you know, we get a bill, we get a bill and all of a sudden we look at it. Ah, that's reality. There's a bill in front of me. Oh my God, how am I going to pay this? Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Hold on to your faith. You know, hold on to your faith. That's one of the things, you know, that's one of the, yes, right there, Doug, you know, step of faith, you know, step out of the boat, praying for you and your ministry group. Look at that. Uh, step out of the boat. That's what Peter did one time. Peter, Peter was such, was, believed so much that one time when they were on the boat and Jesus was walking on the waters, guess what he did? He jumped out of the boat. He probably didn't even think about it. He probably didn't even reason with it. You know, he saw Jesus. And he says, call out to me, you know, and he jumped out of the boat and started walking and started walking. But yet, as he started to walk, he saw the waters around him. And as he looked at the waters, he took his sight of Jesus. But then Jesus said, reach down, grab them by the hand, because even though we can we can make a little slip, the Lord's hand is right there to hold you. The Lord's hand is right there to lift you up, just like he did Peter and put him back in the boat. 
you know, because at least Peter dare to do it. Or I'm going to challenge you. Come on. We're done the 21 day fast. God has called you to do certain things. It's time for us to get out of that boat. It's time for us to dare and just step out without knowing where our feet are going to land and trust the Lord to do the impossible. Because, you know, 2023 is going to be a year that the impossible becomes possible. The year of 2023 is going to be a year that there's going to be reconciliation in our homes, in our family, in our marriages. 2023 is going to be the year that our children are going to come to the Lord. Come on now. You know you've been praying. You know you've been wanting. You know you've been holding on. You know you have tears. You know you have cried. You know you've been frustrated. You know you've been angry. But 2023 is going to be a breakthrough year, my brothers and sisters. So let's trust the Lord. Let's trust. You know, the, 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 you know we got to take it by force. Come on now. Scripture said take it by force. You know, we have to move forward, trusting God. That's what Peter did. That's what he did. And that's what the word is teaching us this morning, that we got to take it by force. Don't be, don't be idle. Don't be thinking, Lord, I'm going to do it or not do it. Just trust the Lord and do it. Trust the Lord and step out because he's, gonna, he's already there. He's already in your tomorrow. He's going to catch you. You know, he's going to catch you just like he catched Peter. He's going to hold on to you and his word will be fulfilled. Just like Acts 4.4, just like Acts 2.41, 5,000, 3,000, nothing is impossible for my father. Nothing is impossible for the Lord. So this year, my brothers, be expecting what you have been praying all along. Be declaring it in, in the mighty name of Jesus because he's coming. It's coming. You know, scripture says that you have not because you ask for not. Come on. We got to continue to ask. We got to continue to hold on. And we got to continue to wait upon the Lord. Oh, man, my time. I'm up three minutes. I'm three minutes late. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, God is so good. God is so wonderful. You know, when we take the word of God like this, and this and it's just these verses, and we really look into every word, there's so much meat. There's so much juice in this word you know, that can take us to another level, you know, in our studies. And I know that God is going to meet your needs. Let, I got to go. I got to go because some of you guys got to go to work. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I just praise you. I give you the praise, the glory, and the honor, Father God. I thank you because your word goes out and your word never returns void, Father. Your word will always produce. Your word will always produce what it's sent out to do. So I thank you, Father God, for all my brothers and sisters. I thank you, Father God, for, the, for their humbleness, Father God, before you. I thank you, Father God, because they trust you, Father. So I pray, oh Lord, that you would just fill their hearts. Fill their hearts with your presence. Give them comfort. Give them grace. Give them favor, Father God. I thank you for answer prayer in advance. I thank you for what you're going to do in 2023. I thank you, Father God, because the best is yet to come, but it's so close, Father God. It's right around the corner. All we need to do is to hold on and believe and confess life over it. Confess life over our marriages, over our children, Father God, over our ministry, over our home, over our child, Father. I thank you, Father God, for all this, Father God, and we just thank you, Father. Be with them, keep them, and guide them. 
Bless them, Father God, in a mighty and special way. Father God, I pray for healing, Father. If there's any lack, Father God, if there's anything that they need, Father God, in their physical bodies, Father, I pray for healing. I pray for restoration, Father God, and I pray that your hand will be upon them in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. My brothers and sisters, thank you so much for this morning. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. The best is yet to come. God bless.